0: Coming up on the Dr. John Deloney Show.
1: How can I stop putting too many things on my plate and teach my body and mind to relax?
0: Well, duh, marijuana. I'm just kidding.
1: Um, I can...
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, don't, I do it. don't do that. Don't do that.
1: Yeah, um, no, I know. I've decided not to do that.
0: <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> you answered that great. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is John with the Dr. John Deloney Show. I'm so glad that you're with us. Talking marriage, mental health, emotional health, whatever you got going on in your life, I will, I don't know if I'll have the right answer, but I will sit with you and we will figure it out together. If you want to be on this show, you're looking at me funny. Kelly, did I do something? Oh, I thought you are making fun of my hair or something. It's my hair a no, mess?
2: No, we were having a conversation about something else.
0: Oh. Well, sometimes you're like talking. Sometimes
2: it's not all about you, John. <laughs>
0: I see what you did there. I know, but you look at me while you're talking to somebody next to you. And I always think you're like mouthing words to me. Like, you're not
2: good at this. (laughs) No, we were talking about the shelves and it was a completely conversation that had nothing to do with
3: you.
0: Still sensitive. (laughs) so I always sat in the back of the classroom because I always thought everybody was making fun of me. So listen, if you want to talk to a semi-neurotic guy about what's going on in your life... Uh, feel free to give us a buzz at 1-844-693-3291 or go to johndeloney.com slash ask. Uh, write out what's going on in your life. And um, if you've listened to this show before, you know it's real people going through real stuff. And sometimes the answers are easy. Sometimes the answers are just frustrating um, and not clear and sometimes it's hard stuff to hear and sometimes it's let's just go get it done so whatever's going on in your life give us a buzz one eight four four do not forget to subscribe to the show especially on the youtubes and on the podcast please subscribe it like it do all those clickety clack things let's go out to gladstone missouri and talk to lacy what's up lacy
4: hey dr d thanks for taking my call of course what up <laughs> Okay, well, to get right to the question, I guess, um, I want to know, I guess, how to move forward or what I can do with feeling like my husband's kind of been a weight, like a weight on us financially and relationally and just all together, I guess.
0: Wow. That's no pun intended. That's heavy, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Are you done? Are you talking about, um, what, do, how do I move on or are you trying to salvage this thing? What do you, what do you, what are you thinking of doing?
4: Well, yeah, we're trying to, you know, go forward. Just okay. a couple of days ago, my husband said he always envisioned our relationship as me going in front and him struggling behind, sometimes being dragged. And yeah, I don't, I mean, I want to make progress and things and, but I don't want to drag him, I want him to be with me, you know, I want a partner.
0: So when you said he envisioned it, it, it's, that was his fantasy that you would go first or he's envisioning it like, this is how he's experiencing his own life.
4: I guess the latter. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So tell me about it. Tell me why is he a weight?
4: Well, um, I don't know. I just, and these are, you know, things I did because of my sensitivities, I guess, but you know, I would, I started college and, and, uh, he was still in high school. We were high school sweethearts.
0: Gross. gross. I know.
3: I don't wait. <laughs> All right. So,
4: and, and, but I, I was away from him for so long and I felt him kind of get distanced. So I was like, okay, well maybe I'll put off college till he gets out of high school too. And then, you know, he decided not to go. And then I, then we had kids and I decided to try to go back and didn't really have a ton of support with the kids. So I could couldn't continue, and then I don't know. It feels like he. I mean, it's not. It doesn't feel like he gets. You know, he gets a job and he likes it, and he keeps it for like six months, and then some little bit of tension happens, and then he quits, and he doesn't have another job for like six to nine months afterwards, and
3: Whoa.
4: and yeah, he's got a lot of, I guess, mental struggles. You know, he's. I've heard you talk about the aces, and he took the test with his therapist. And he's a ten, wow not a not an excuse, of course, but yeah, but that's I try to heavy, be patient, yeah, he's, yeah,
0: yeah, that's heavy,
4: yeah, um, so I try to understand, you know, and we uh I don't know, we went to your money and marriage in October, and I have to say, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> It was the most life changing thing we've ever done. Like it was so amazing. We had such a good time, and afterwards he came back like a totally different person. Uh, we were actually the we were the couple that had the argument about the plants.
3: <laughs> oh wow! Okay, yeah, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah.
4: So yeah, to kind of wrap it all together. Um, yeah, you know, and certain, you know, what we talked about how we lost our son at uh, the conference. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, he's, he kind of lost his relationship with God. And that's been huge because I, you know, want to go to church with my family and want to take my kids and do church things. And, and he's mad, you know, he's still mad at, at God for it. And sure. so he's a weight, he's a weight spiritually. And I, and I love him to death. And, and even him saying he felt like he was being dragged behind and I don't want
0: that to continue to happen. So there's a lot here. Um,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> I wish I he was. I, I wish he was on the phone because I think it would it would broaden the conversation a little bit. Um,
4: well, I, I was going to say I can get him. He's in the other room.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, we're, we're into the call now, but it, it yeah. may be good to have y'all call back because I, I would love to. I'd love to him to hear what I have to say to you and. Then yeah. begin to 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 move forward. So um I'm gonna start way at the at the outside <coughs> edges and then work my way in, okay? Um okay. an ACES score of ten. That's a different nervous system. He has a different nervous system than the rest of us.
4: Right.
0: And he chose to get married and he chose to have kids. And so he has a different nervous system, but the same responsibilities. What that means is his, his, the effort he will put in to life is going to be harder than mine. Because my ACE score is not a 10. And notice I didn't say that he doesn't have to put the effort in. And notice right. I didn't say he doesn't have to take care of his kids and honor his wife. It's just going to be harder.
3: Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I see
0: it. Your patience with him. It's good and noble and kind, and it also, um, he feels that patience, and he internalizes that as shame. As mm. yet again, you're not happy with him. Fair? Mm. Yeah. 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 So, I'm going to ask you a hard, hard question, and I want you to be as honest as you can, okay? Okay. We we know each other really well now. We've talked about plants on a stage in front of yeah. a jillion people, okay? <laughs> Yeah. And if you, if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you weren't one of the few, one of the 1,000 people in that room, um, coming to money in marriage in October.
3: And, right.
0: uh, it <laughs> was a wild weekend. It was fun. Yeah, so was. are you done? Cause you're speaking in resentment language.
4: And that's what I want to prevent. I don't want to be resentful. I don't want to be done. You know, I, I said forever. And that's what I meant. You know, he was, yeah, I, I just, Here's another little tidbit. After the con- after the conference, he said he wanted to tell me something that he don't think he didn't think he'd ever be able have the confidence to tell me again. He said, "Now or never," and I said, "Okay, what is it?" And he com- he admitted to um, cheating on me several times throughout our relationship, and so yeah, this kind of felt like. I don't know. It was a different, a different relationship. Yeah. I've never been with anybody else. Yeah. And I, I take it seriously, and it just felt like I don't
3: know.
0: <laughs> I was. Lacey, you're a not. Joke. Cr- Lacey, you're not. You're not crazy. <laughs> I feel like sometimes you become a spectator in your own life, and you're wondering what happened to this poor girl.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: because you were going to go to college and you were going to do this thing and you were going to marry this adventurous kind of a little bit morose guy. You know, were are going to have a family. You're going to go do stuff. And then you just blinked your eyes. And now you're with somebody who doesn't work. Somebody who doesn't share the same values as you spiritually. And by the way, I've been through seasons when I didn't, was an atheist. I didn't believe in any of this stuff. But I still got up mm-hmm. and went to church with my wife. Right? Wow And so No that's not anything to applaud That's just me saying I felt like I had a responsibility Because we agreed on values This is what we do on Sundays Right, right. And so um, Sometimes you do hard things or things you don't want to do And it was yeah. going In those dark times That actually turned the light on At the other end of that thing for me But um, And you got a husband that cheats on you
3: Yeah Multiple times Yeah
0: And so if you read Building a Non-Anxious Life, like, the first step out of the gate is you got to own reality. You got to choose to live in reality.
4: Yeah. I, yeah, and it's been a few months since he told me.
0: I know, I know. It's hard to even even wrap your head around. (laughs) It's hard to wrap your head around that everything you knew is over now. Because it is If And if you haven't If you haven't fully metabolized that yet I'll do it for you It's over Right And now You have to decide Am I going to build something new And So on the heels of I don't work But half a year or so-ish And I don't like to do this And When you're off working Making money I'm just going to hook up with other people Um And then he turns around and says, "I feel like you're dragging me." (laughs) That's victim language, Joe.
4: Yeah, and 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 is he done? Is he out? Well, that's the thing; is he's so back and forth. Some therapists have considered diagnosing him with BPD. Yeah, I don't because he will. He'll say, "Like I'm the most amazing thing ever," and then he'll say that I I drain him, and I'm, you know. always try to be in control of everything and i don't want to be in control but i feel like if i you have to
3: be
0: because he doesn't work
3: yeah
0: and he doesn't keep his word yeah and he's not a man of integrity and he's not the man you want modeling what love and consistency and healthy masculinity looks like for your kids right so what about this are you wanting to hang on to
4: Well, um he's definitely trying and I can see that, uh, after, after the conference, he was a whole different person and he was so like kind and like everything I would imagine a husband to be. And I was frozen. I didn't know how to react to him because I've never, (laughs) never been so fond over, I guess, to say the least. And, and, you know, the, it kind of wore off over the past, over the past few months. And, and, but and I feel partially my fault because I didn't know how to
0: no nope.
4: react back. You know,
0: <laughs> it's not. It's yeah. Jeez. Oh, hey, here, here. I mean, here's where you are. Uh, I don't think you have fully internalized the the ash with which you are standing in. You have to exhale. The marriage you thought you had is over. Now. The, and even more so, the guy I thought I married is not the guy I, th- I thought I married. He's not. And so, that doesn't mean your marriage is over. That means you're doing a new task. Because your task isn't, I need to learn how to like, when he's fawns over me, I need to learn how to respond. Or I need to stop pulling him and pushing him. No, what you got to do now is you got to rebuild your marriage from the floor up.
4: And how I, I'd love to, and we want to, and uh, I'm I think not you, sure I how. think I think
0: you want to want to, or you might want to. I think he's gonna want to want to, because here's what it's gonna look like: you're gonna write down, and it'd be kind of gangster if you just did it on a yellow pad with, okay. a, with a pen. You can do it in a okay. nice journal or like in a word document or something, but it just feels extra gangster just to slide a yellow. <laughs> A yellow piece of paper across a a Denny's table. But um, here's what has to be true. For us, for me to re-engage and rebuild this marriage from the foundation up. Here's what must be true. Number one, you have to work 12 months out of the year. Period. You can't quit a job unless you have a job. Mm -hmm. You must have a job where there's insurance, where there's a retirement plan, period. The days of playing and prancing around are over. Number two, if you cheat on me again, the marriage is over because I don't want to go to bed and sleep with my husband wondering what diseases he's passed along to me. Mm I don't want to go to work knowing he's not working because he got sad at his last job and who he's sleeping with Mm. while I'm paying the bills of our home. We will get up on Sunday mornings and go to a house of worship and you don't have to believe any of it. You don't have to sing along, but you're going to sit by my side and on and on and on. Here's the thing you Mm. get to pick. And if he says, I'm not doing that, then he is opting out of your marriage. Mm. And it sounds like he has tried to opt out on multiple occasions.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and you're and too
0: stubborn to let him go. <laughs> let
4: him go. I am stubborn. <laughs> I don't like to give up.
0: I know. And I, I applaud you for it. I applaud you for it.
4: Yeah, he, I mean, it's, and then he comes back. And I know, I know. And everything's good, seems <laughs> like. And uh, I mean, I've seen, you know, a lot of strides, a lot of things he wouldn't do in the past.
0: Is, okay, have you given him a list? Have you been very clear?
4: Mm, I don't, I don't think so.
0: You haven't. I know you haven't. Mm -hmm. You've just been so happy at the scraps he leaves for you on the floor underneath his table. Yeah. And that has to end. You know why? How old are you, Lacey?
4: 28. You're going to (laughs) wake
0: up and be 38 before you know it. Mm. And he'll have left you. and You'll be sitting there with two kids who have this as a model for what marriage and fatherhood looks like. And you'll be broke. And you'll be wondering what happened to that bright-eyed, brilliant 18-year-old that was heading off to college.
3: Mm.
4: Right? Yeah. That's what I'm scared of. I
0: know. I'm telling you right now, I talk to a lot of 38-year-old youths. I'm just watching this play out in front of you. And you can change it all. And make no mistake, my friend, when you lay boundaries down like this, people can walk up to your boundaries and go, I don't want in, and walk away. And that's their choice. They can also run up and try to smash your boundaries. Just barrel through them and see if they hold. They can do that too but you are worth more than the life you are allowing yourself to live. And I met your husband, I liked him. He's a pleasant guy. The way he's choosing to live and and treat you is not honorable and it's not dignified. And if you were my sister, if you were my daughter, if you were one of my close friends, I would tell you to get real clear about what must be true for this marriage to be rebuilt. Otherwise, he is opting out, and it's time for us to live in that reality. And as I said earlier, man, I'm happy to talk to him if he wants to call in. I know you've got some tough, tough choices to make ahead of you. You got to choose your heart. Staying in the same path is going to be hard. Getting real clear and real direct is going to be hard, too. I hope you'll choose option two. We'll be right back. Almost every day, whether I'm doing my red light therapy, driving to work, listening to the Gregorian chants on the airplane, or just sitting on my front porch, I spend time using Hallow, my go-to app for music, meditation, and guided prayer. And right now, I'm in a particularly stressful time, deadlines. I just finished a big speech in front of thousands of people, lots of travel. My family's ending school. It's just chaotic. And recently, I made a decision to dive even deeper into my faith and spiritual practices. And all of my life is up in the air. And Hallow is helping me stay grounded. Hello is the number one prayer app on planet Earth. They have 10,000 audio guided prayers, meditations, including daily prayers, daily gospel reflections, psalm readings, daily minute meditations. And there are places for people who are skeptical and new to the whole faith thing. And there are tons of spaces for those who have been swimming in faith waters for their entire life. And they just want to go deeper. Stories, audiobooks, special things for kids, special focuses for mental and emotional health, so much more. And listen, in May, they're going to feature 33 Days to Morning Glory, which is a Marian consecration. And for listeners of The John Deloney Show, you get three months of Hallow, all 10,000-plus prayers, meditations, music, all of it for free. Go to Hallow.com for three free months of the app. That's Hallow.com, H-A-L-L-O-W slash Deloney. All right, let's go out to Cumberland Gap, Tennessee, and talk to the great Natalie. What's up, Natalie?
1: Hi, I'm good. Thank you. What's up? Okay, um, I'll get to the point. So I'm going to read my question off. Okay. So my main question is, how can I stop putting too many things on my plate and teach my body and mind to relax? <laughs>
0: Oh, Um, Duh, marijuana. I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess.
0: (laughs) No, don't do that. Don't do that.
1: Yeah, no, Um, I know. I've decided not to do that.
0: (laughs) I've decided. (laughs) You answered that great. All right, keep going. Keep going.
1: Okay, so um, the details I wrote. So it says I like working and having things to work towards and do. Sometimes I give myself too much to do, but I struggle with knowing how to not do that and still feel fulfilled in my life. Um, I'm a very scheduled person. I give myself time to relax and do things I like, but I notice that my body often feels like it needs to rush or like something's going to happen that I'm late to or something. So kind of hit a roadblock on this one. Uh,
0: what made you call? Did something happen?
1: Um, I mean, not like an earth shattering event. I mean, in May, we, okay, we moved across the country um, for my husband to go to graduate school. And I've noticed that since then, I've just been noticing it more. And so I've, I've done a lot of my own self work in the past. And this is just something that I've struggled to kind of work on. I can't really figure this one out.
0: Um, who in your life, and it can be any number of people who gave you extra connection or extra closeness when you achieved something well?
1: Um, well, that's a hard one. Oh, I mean, my husband, he's a great guy. Um, my mom on occasion. So My mom has borderline personality disorder, so that's what I mean by on occasion. We we could
0: just stop right there. I think we're we're good. Um, I figured. I figured. uh, You've been – oh, man. Yeah. 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 you, (laughs) You have been opening your eyes and gently opening your bedroom door and wondering what the weather inside your living room is since you can remember right
1: yeah pretty much
0: and was it your job to make sure mom didn't get set off
1: uh kind of yeah i mean yeah i for her um i was her only child
0: so good oh good it was me so let's let's be honest and choose reality it wasn't kind of Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And when things were great, they were unfathomably great, right? You're the greatest kid of yeah. all time, you're the most wonderful person of all time. And when things were bad, they were not good, were they? Yeah. No, not just yeah, but <laughs> um I need you to feel with me for a second. Okay. When they were bad, they were bad. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Where's mom now?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: Okay. Where does that sit in your body?
1: Uh, like, you mean like the physical sensation? Yeah.
0: Where is that? Um, my jaw and
1: my chest. (laughs)
0: Okay. There you go. It's often in the chest. And your jaw too, do you clench it up?
1: Yeah. Um, I haven't seen her for like over a year and a half on purpose. Um, but whenever I'd be with her, it would always be my jaw clench up.
3: Yeah.
0: And so I think, I mean, you and I could talk for hours and I bet I, I bet it would be an adventure. I bet it'd be an adventure.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Um, but in this short compressed time that we have, my guess is for whatever reason, your body has learned activity staves off anxiety. And those quiet moments in your house growing up was a storm brewing and quiet moments by yourself was the the tension before the the bad guy jumps out in the horror movie because in homes where there's loving connected like attending parents that quiet that calm is what peace is you didn't yeah. have that. So in a chaotic home, that quiet is doom. And so what we do as adults, we run around and make sure there's never any quiet. It's a grown-up version of la, la, la with both fingers in our ears. And what <laughs> sucks about it is we get awards for it. We get yep. money for it. Right? Yep. 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 <laughs> if we, if we had just picked drinking, then we got to go to rehab, but we didn't, we picked achievement and busy. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: And what do we get? You get more praise and you get more responsibility and more people at your local church saying, Oh, can you help with this? And you're like, yeah, I can do that. And more and more. And your husband's like, you're always down for anything. And you're like, Oh no, I'm that kind of girl. And then, <laughs> and then eventually your body says, Hey, I quit. Fair. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm trying to prevent. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't want to keel over too soon, you know.
0: Oh my gosh, your ability to disassociate is incredible.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or.
0: I mean, <laughs> it's alert I mean, it's it can be it's a it's a gangster strategy in the right place. It's a tough way to live every day.
1: <laughs> oh, cool. Okay.
0: Um. The only. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's the, the technique is exposure therapy, and you're not going to like it. It's going to be brutally uncomfortable, and I don't see a path forward for you without you ending up in some pretty significant counseling for a season. Okay. And it is learning to be with yourself and feel safe in your own skin without the flurry of activity without the flurry of what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next, without the flurry of adrenaline that props your body up because you're always just just not late on the thing. Yeah. And the problem is that feels like a superpower for you. And so that means healing is going to feel like weakness for you. And if I sound like I'm speaking from from an insider's look is, I'm on this path right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. My counselor asked this several months ago. She said, What are you feeling now? And I said, If I had to write it down, like if I had to just lay it out, I would say depressed, but I'm not depressed. Things are great and I feel good, but everything feels low. And she smiled and said, This is what normal feels like. And I was like, Oh, I don't like that. And it took me a wow. long, long
3: time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because everything was amped,
3: always. Yeah.
0: So at a very practical level, you're going to have to tell your husband, um, I want to take my arm and completely swipe our family calendar. All of it. And I want to put on the calendar one to two nights a week when you and I have nothing scheduled but just being with each other. That can be going for a walk that can be um watching a show reading a book together making out I can be whatever you want but I want you to feel <laughs> the tension of not having a plan okay, okay? yeah and you're already yeah. swallowing you can already feel it like oh I know I <laughs> <laughs> see okay and I want I
1: was, like afraid that I'll like Myself
0: up for something else. <laughs> nope. That's, see, I tend to you, do that. that's, but that's you acting like you don't have control of your own body. You got to get back in the driver's seat of your own life. Here's your new rule I do not say yes until 24 hours later because you've proven to okay. yourself that you can't control that gap, right?
3: Yeah.
0: You know that if somebody asks, Hey, could you come by? Yep, I'm in. The rule you have to make for yourself is I don't answer. I take 24 hours between answering. And what that will do is it gets you out of that emotional situation. That'll get you out of that one-on-one conversation. That'll get you out of that feeling like it's your job to take care of the person on the other end of the phone because you've been doing that your whole freaking life. And you get to actually exhale at your home by yourself or with your husband in front of a calendar and say, I can't add any more things.
3: Okay,
4: yeah.
0: And then you have to feel the awkwardness of saying no. And I'm going to add one more thing. You're not allowed to say why. You can't give an excuse. Okay. You just have to say, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it. Thank you for the invitation. I hope you all have a great time. And you don't get to add, because I just had this and this, or I would love to, and please, but but I had the Nope. You don't need to make a bunch of excuses. You don't need to tell everybody why. You've been doing that your whole life. But I want you and your husband to sit down and say, what kind of life, here's the exercise. What do we want our life to feel like? Okay. And most people in your stage, how old are you?
1: I'm 27. All
0: right. So you're about five years out. You're about five years out from your body saying, screw you, I'm going home, (laughs) right?
1: Well, I also have two toddlers at home. Even better,
0: (laughs) even better, right? Even better. And here's what we're going to do. We're not going to teach them. That anxious spinning around is the way we do life. We're going to teach them peace.
1: Yeah.
0: We're going to teach them that the safest place that they will ever know in their life is mama's house. Can you imagine that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I hope for.
0: I know, No, no, no. I, I, I want you to feel that. Can you imagine when you found out you were pregnant for the first time? If your mama's house had been the one place you couldn't wait to get to, to tell her? to drop your shoulders and relax. And it wasn't. I was the last place on earth you wanted to go. Oh yeah. (laughs) So let's reverse that. This is changing your family tree. This is you saying over the next 10, 15 years, I am going to learn peace. And like I said earlier, this is going to be hard. Unless you are just more extraordinary than I already think you are. Um, you're going to have to get somebody that will sit with you and because you're going to have to reconnect to your body because you're able to go through your life at arm's length from how you feel. And you've had to your whole life. Um, but you're going to have to get there with, with some professional help. So just just plan that. Build that in. It's awesome. But Let's sit down with your husband and let's ask this question. What do we want this house to feel like? What do we want our marriage to feel like? What do we want this home to feel like for our kids when they're 10? When they're 16, when they're 26, when they're 46, what do you want our home to feel like? So what must be true for that to happen? If we want them to laugh and have peace, then that means we got to do less stuff because when we have a lot of stuff, everything gets stressed and you might need to go on adventures. I still need wild adventures. I just got back from a wild elk hunt that I had no business going on and it was uh, an adventure and I'll be paying for it for a long time, <laughs> like physically. And I can't wait to go again, right? So I need that. I just can't do that every day. Hang on the line. I'm going to send you a copy of Building a Non-Anxious Life. It's my gift to you. I want you and your husband to go through it together. I want you all to read it together. And I want you all to imagine, what if we built our home following this roadmap? What would that feel like? And what has to be true? And you're going to have to put some roadblocks in between you and decision-making. 24 hours, um, only one person in school at a time um, I only work this many hours because I have toddlers and they're more important than some dumb job in this season or whatever the things are you got to put some some hurdles in front of you because you're just gonna say yes because that's who you are that's who you've always been and we're learning something new so when we learn something new we have to make the new behavior easy and the old behaviors hard cool I'm proud of you Man, I'm proud of you, Natalie. You give me hope. You are going to do the work and you're going to change the whole family tree. And your kids are going to know a mom that you never knew. And that's how an entire legacies transform. Proud of you. Call me anytime. I got you. We'll be right back. All right, so a few weeks ago, I was in San Jose, California with my friends at Mind Pump and some of the guys who put me on to Organifi in the first place. And they had an early release of a new Organifi gummy concoction called Happy Drops. We all took them and then recorded maybe what was the greatest episode of all time. And listen, I got my Happy Drops in the mail, and I've been taking them every. Day. They are an incredible gummy with a unique and powerful clinically studied saffron extract known to naturally elevate moods. I'm giving them to my kids. I'm giving them to myself. And my house is a pretty happy place. Happy Drops also include other herbs and adaptogen properties to help us all live in this maniacal, out-of-control, stressful world that we've created for ourselves and help us be a little more calm. And on top of it all, there's no harsh artificial chemicals or synthetic nonsense with negative side effects. Listen, bottom line, after taking a few of the happy drops, I felt awesome. And that's just one of many of the potions and powders that I use in my overall toolkit for wellness from Organifi. Still take the red juice, which gives me some pep. It has no sugar, no caffeine, and no garbage in it. Still my daily green juice, pure, and more. I love Organifi. And here's how much I love it. Like I said, I give it to my kids, I pass it out to my friends, and I take it every single day. If it's good enough for me and my family and my friends, it's worth you giving it a try. Organifi.com slash will hook you up with 20% off everything in the store. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Deloney. Go check it out. All right, let's go out to Los Angeles, California, and talk to Anna. Anna, what's up, Anna?
5: Hey, Doctor John, I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, I'm excited to talk to you. What's up? Um, I've been I've been listening to your show, and I know that you work with college students, so I have a question, um, and I'll just read what I sent in. Um, So. My son and his girlfriend are both college students, and they recently found out that they are expecting a baby. hey <laughs> So this is unplanned. Just like you drew it up,
0: me- right, Mom? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh,
5: they told me they're having the baby and that their best case scenario is that they can stay in school and finish their degrees. Okay. And they both have two years left and live on campus in the dorms. And their school is a nine-hour drive away from me in another state, not near any family. Um, so my question to you is, I've, you know, a few, but they're kind of all the same. Now, have you seen this work? What is the best way that I can help them? Um, have you seen other young couples succeed in this situation? You know, I know you have knowledge of college student issues, and I'm hoping you can shed some light.
0: Yeah. So, um One thing I always told college students, whether they were coming home to tell their mom or dad that they're both, that they're having an unexpected pregnancy or that they um, are dropping out of school or that they, their parents didn't know it, but they're gay. Like whatever thing they were going to put down on the table, I used to always tell college students, you don't know this, but your parents have a picture about how this all plays out for you not right but it's their picture so your parents get some time because everything's different now and I would always hear students say like oh yeah but my dad no no no. your dad gets a minute right and so I'll tell you you get a minute so I'm glad you called (laughs) and it's okay to go uh that's okay it's
5: all right right now, one day, my kid is a kid, and, and and all of a sudden, he's a soon-to-be parent. Yeah, that's I mean, exactly it's, right. We're looking at grades, <laughs> yeah. and now we're looking at babies.
0: All right. So, so. here is um, – you've probably heard me talk about um, – my wife and I, we – I mean, as a family, we experienced three miscarriages right in a row, and the last one was pretty gnarly. Um, all of them were gnarly. One of them almost killed my wife. And so then we had Josephine, my daughter, and – It was a couple years into that, and I was working, I think she was two, and a student walked in, a young woman, and I had my door open, and my door was usually closed, and my admin would receive all the visitors who came into our office complex. And I happened to have my door open, and this young young woman came in with her head hanging low. And... She said, hey, um," and she was speaking really quietly. And so I kind of leaned in because it sounded like there was an issue, but my admin was amazing and she's going to handle it. And I heard her say, hey, um, I just found out I'm pregnant and I need to figure out uh, everything. Uh, It was this very hushed, quiet, heartbroken, devastated scene. And I got up from my desk and I walked out into the main lobby and I said, I'm interrupting here. I want you, and I pointed at the young woman, I want you to go back in the hallway and I want you to come back in this door and I want you to yell at the top of your lungs, I'm having a baby! And we're all going (laughs) to cheer for you. Now, was I completely undermining the fact that um, this isn't how how she drew up her life? No. Was I brushing aside how incredibly... I'm high. The odds are stacked against her. No. But I'm, I'll am i be damned if I'm going to have another baby come into the world unwanted. And another baby enter into the world under a cloud of anything other than you're going to be miraculous and we're going to figure this thing out. And here's what's amazing. She did it. And she didn't yell like I wanted her to. But she was. She didn't smile and say, I'm having a baby. And we all cheered, right? And we were all ridiculous. Her mom called me. And she was really choked up. She said, I didn't handle that news um, when I got it. Thank you for loving my baby. Okay? So I tell you that to tell you this. You know, like I know, the odds are stacked against your son and his girlfriend. Both for their relationship to work out, for them to finish college, for their economics, like all of that stuff. Now they have just entered into a path that's going to be very difficult. Yeah, And this baby being born under a cloud of shame is not going to help that path. Okay.
5: Right. Is that fair? Oh, definitely. And I, I told him that. Awesome. I said, nobody wants to come into the world unwanted.
0: There you go. So we're going to, from this point forward, we're having a baby. We're going to cheer this thing on. And (laughs) part of having a baby is reality and reality sucks. (laughs) Right. It's not
5: fun. (laughs) That's the part I'm worried
0: about. <laughs> All right. So, um, have you connected with um, her, uh, the 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 mother's parents? I am going to
5: actually very very soon in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay.
0: I would do that, and here's why: you're connected with that family, whether you want to be or not, for the rest of your life. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> It's so awesome being on this side of this conversation because I know you're like, I would punch you if you were sitting here. Fair enough. But you're connected. And so it's important to know what you're working with, right? Right. Do do you have somebody that's just going to fight you and be angry and it's going to be like this and they're dropping out of school? Or do they have somebody who, hey, our kids, our children are having a baby. And so we're going to have to work together on this one. Um, I think that conversation is really important. I think... Number 2, here's what I've seen work really well, sitting down with two young people and saying, "Here is reality. Y'all have created a world we y'all are going to keep living in the dorms. That world is not real. Y'all are going to have to get an apartment. The apartment's going to cost X." Some parents, and I'm not going to I'm not going to put an opinion on the table here. I know what I would do with my kids, but every kid is different, every family is different. Some parents will say, Y'all are going to live in a one-bedroom apartment with a toddler. Our priority is that you graduate from college. And so as long as y'all are both in college or one of you in college and then one of you takes a semester leave and then comes back, whatever that looks like, um, as long as you're in college, we're going to pay for your apartment.
3: Okay.
0: Or we can't afford that. And one of y'all is going to have to quit and get a job. And the other one, we want to stay in school. Like y'all sit down and, and just map that out. Here's how much diapers cost. Here's how much insurance costs. Here's how much hospital visits cost. And I know they have a fantasy about they're going to stay in their fraternity and sorority and keep doing their life or whatever things going on eight hours away. When they look at the numbers and the math, it's probably wholly impractical for that to continue. Right. Right. But I want to encourage them. We are now in the persuasion business. We're not in the telling business. I want to show them and strongly encourage them. We can help with child care if that's possible for you guys. We can help with support and care. Here's how hard this is going to be. And encourage them to go to a local school if that's even possible. You see what I'm saying? So I want to lay out reality. I want to provide some options. And I want you and your husband and hopefully the other set of parents, everybody on the same page about what support will look like if A, B, and C are met. Okay. Does that make sense?
5: Yes. This is is so different. Like when I had my first, I was married and had owned a home. So like I'm looking at this going, how can this even be possible? How
0: can it
5: actually work?
0: Got lots of young people that I know that had an apartment and they figured it out, made it work. And um, lots of young women who had single, were single moms, had kids and they made it work. And they were, dude, they have my lifetime respect. It was amazing. Lots of guys that dropped out of school because they had to go get a job. They had to get a job because they had a baby that needed that needed diapers, and have had to figure it out. It's definitely possible.
5: I think I just needed to hear some some you know encouraging words. I've given him nothing but encouragement, and I honestly am really proud of myself that I reacted really well. I was the first one they told. Um, Because I've always been available without judgment to come tell me things. Um, And he was scared, but he, he told me first and I was so honored, honestly. Um, But I also, am, you know, I'm scared for them. This isn't the the start that they wanted. You know, this isn't, it's exactly what you said. I had an idea in my head of what was, what was going to happen with his school and finishing school and going into a career. And it just, just changed everything. And, you know, so I'm I'm just. I think warm. that
0: I, I can't imagine a more important and honest and helpful conversation than what you just said. And I think it would be cool to sit down and lay it out. Here was my picture when you went off to college. And here's why that's important, because they have a picture that they haven't reckoned with yet they think their life is going to continue and they're just going to have a glorified pet that they got together. <laughs> right. That's the way in yeah. their head. Like, Oh yeah, we'll just have a baby and we'll just, that'd be cool. And mm. what you're going to be able to say is, Hey, I had this picture. You're going to graduate. You're going to get a job. And then you can look at her and say, you were going to meet someone just like her. And y'all were going to like get married and have, and then I think the important part is, and that picture is gone. It doesn't mm-hmm. exist. And so now we're painting a totally new picture on the fly, right? As we go, we right. are changing the oil on this car as it's flying down the highway.
3: Right.
0: And that's when I think just a quick piece of paper, you may have already worked it up and said, hey, I did just some basic math. Y'all probably don't know this, but kids poop 10 times a day.
5: <laughs> and don't sleep.
0: And they don't sleep. And so the idea that you're you're going to get up for class, you're not. or that you're going to do intramurals and be a part of your the fraternity and be in the science club. It, you're not. You're a dad now. And I think it's dad comes before everything. And that Even means, cool. yeah, I mean, that means if, if, if there's a season, he, here's something that parents struggle with when it comes to college. Lots of my students took a semester off and came back. There is some data that says if you take that semester off, it's harder to come back, and that's true. But many, many, many students took a semester to go deal with mom because mom had cancer. To go deal with, I have to get a job because I can't afford the next semester and I'm not going to borrow money. And they came back and they finished. Or they went to a local a local community college for another semester because it was way cheaper than they finished at a local school. That's awesome. I have a close, close friend who uh, came to college with us seven or eight hours away from home. We all finished pretty quick, and he finished. He was a little slower, and then he went to a community college, and then he ended up at um, the giant university in the city where we all grew up. And now he's like number five at this massive corporation. He's doing super amazing, right? So it's just about work ethic and character and all that stuff. The same as you know that it's just that everybody's plan blew up and most 18 or 19 or 20 year olds don't understand to the extent their plan has now different because they have a kid.
5: Right. I know. <laughs> it's just, I think with, with the kid in there, if they leave school, then they may not go back, but you know, that's if I'm struggling with, you know, it's not, it's not my life. It's theirs. Now, you know, they, you know, I, I can't fix this. It's
0: you, so, uh, there you go. But, no, but you can be very clear about what your ground rules are going to be. Okay. And it may be that we we will pay for school as long as you stay in school. I'm not going to knock that. Yeah, I, I that's
5: definitely something we've we've discussed. Cool.
0: And I I think the, the the your gut instinct is like I'm going to punish you for doing the Okay, cool. There's a there's a human here. Right? And it's not rewarding behavior. It's just looking at reality and knowing, "Whoa, things just got really complex." Very very hard. And it might be, uh, we can't afford it. We can't help you. Um, If y'all want to move back home, we'll help with childcare. You can leave the baby here while you're working because you're going to have three jobs.
5: Right. That's going to be
0: a lot. Yeah. And you and husband have to, (laughs) y'all weren't ready to be grandparents. Ta da! You are.
5: No, definitely
0: not. You're now Grandma Anna.
5: (laughs) I know. I know. Way earlier than planned. Way earlier. But again, you know, babies are good news. It's just, it's, you know, it just wasn't the news for
0: you. No, babies are good news. And this is your, your, your son made a choice and his life is infinitely more complex than it was.
5: Exactly. Because once, once that's, once she was pregnant, there's no good, there's no good, there's no easy decision from there. Right. And yeah.
0: But so, that's where, yeah. that's where your role as a parent is really important. Because those decisions feel overwhelming. So what most 19-year-olds do is they don't make them. They just kick them down the road. And that's why they have parents to say, all right, here's your options. Drop out and go make some money. Drop out of college. Your dream of becoming like a marketing executive, that's going to be over for a while. You're going to go get a plumbing certification. By the way, you're going to make more money and you're going to have more work forever that AI can't take from you. But you're going to go do that. (laughs) Right? Right. And your picture of this young son of yours coming home with some some stubble and a suit and tie, that's over. He's going to come home with a plumbers, and he's going to be rich. Right? He's going to put you in a nice home when you're old. Hey, I don't have
5: anything against that at all. That's but, right. But, yeah. But, he's just, yeah.
0: But the picture changed. Or right. both of y'all are going to go to school. Me and the other mom are going to do, we're going to alternate childcare because y'all are going to come home. You're going to move here. And uh, we're going to figure it out. And then when y'all graduate, then uh, y'all are going to be starting new jobs at 21, 22 with a baby. Right. And we're going to support you for the next three years. And here's what support means and actually looks like. Right. I think the clearest kind, letting them know, here's where this stands. And I'll go back to my original statement you get a minute. Tell them, I may just burst into tears every once in a while, and I get to do that. <laughs> And her dad may see you and punch you. He gets to do that. (laughs) You knocked up his daughter, right? I mean, whatever. But 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 I think it's just putting that on the table. Y'all get to be people too. You've done an amazing job, Anna. Thank you. The, the 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 haunting thing of my job. Number one, the worst parts of my job was telling a parent that their kid had died or their kid was in the hospital. The second most haunting part of my job was the number of moms and dads that called me in tears saying i wish i could have just had that conversation back when i got news that was different than i wanted to hear and it sounded like you nailed it so good for you
5: thank you i'm so glad <laughs> cuz i really would have regretted it. and yeah. yeah that's right you was, can't get that I conversation really back
0: really kids will no. forgive you your your son and daughter will forgive you but you'll always know i wish i could have that one back and I want to be super clear. I am not advocating for 19-year-olds or 20-year-olds to have babies together in college. That's hard. It's just hard. Right. Uh,
5: yeah, I didn't get that from this uh, Yeah, I, I, I'm not advocating for it
0: all, but we're here now, right? We're here now. Right. And we just have to live in the reality. We have to live in that reality. Anna, call anytime. If your son wants to call, I'm happy to talk with him. I think that'd be a fun conversation as well. And um, I'm also super interested in how your conversation goes with your new uh, in-laws that you weren't expecting. (laughs) So great. You're awesome, Anna. Hey, uh, everybody hang around. We have a Am I the Problem coming up. Hey, what's up? Deloney here. Listen, you and me and everybody else on the planet has felt anxious or burned out or chronically stressed at some point. In my new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, you'll learn the six daily choices that you can make to get rid of your anxious feelings and be able to better respond to whatever life throws at you so you can build a more peaceful, non-anxious life. Get your copy today at johndeloney.com. All right, we are back. Hey, Kelly, real quick, you get that call. What do you do?
2: I I think she's handled it fantastic. I do, too. Yeah. I mean, I I've, I, had friends that that happened to and some that handled it well and some that did not.
0: Oh, I've, I've seen students get yeah. disowned.
2: And like- luckily now, the two that I'm thinking of off- offhand, perfectly successful. Their kids are great. You know, it all works out, but it's it's hard. Real hard, yeah. Very hard. I mean, they have to struggle. Yeah. Um, but disowning and yelling and the screaming, you're still in the same situation.
0: Yeah, there's still a baby coming.
2: There's still a baby coming, and, and I'm not going to lose my child over it. Yeah. But I like the idea of, but you get to have a minute. <laughs>
0: you get a because minute. Because you
2: have to grieve. It doesn't look like I thought it was going to.
0: Yeah, I, that yeah. was probably one of my most com- common conversations with students was, and then my dad said this, and I was like, you just blew up his life. He gets a minute, and they're yeah. like, okay, that's fair.
2: Yeah, with whatever the news <laughs> whatever is the it doesn't news is, look like you thought. Everything's different now. Give me a minute. Yeah. yeah.
0: You came home with a Chevy, and he's a Ford guy. You've ruined him. <laughs> like, he gets a minute. Right, so yeah. whatever the thing is. um, I, rem- <laughs> I remember I came home, and I had long hair and a whole bunch of earrings. I had like five or six, and my dad was like, I don't know what's gotten it. And I finally looked at him and I said, Dad, if the extent of my collegiate rebellion is I punched a bunch of holes in the side of my head, you've won. You've won. And he got all quiet and he goes, you're right. Uh, take him out. and we go to grandma's house and with your grandmother. And I was like, you got it. But it was like this. He needed a minute. He, his son came home and looked like an idiot and he needed a minute. And he got it. So there you go. All right. So am I the problem? Let's do this.
2: All right. So this is from Sherry in Arizona. Okay. She said, am I the problem or is my husband the problem? I like how she's going to go ahead and give us the option (laughs) right there. It's one of us. It's one of us. My husband and I have been together for 10 years with two little kids, five and three. We're both working full time. Am I in the wrong for asking him to stop playing video games for good? We had to... Uh, let's see. We had to, uh, We tried to give each other schedules on video games, but then I feel like his mom by telling him when he can and can't play. When I asked him to get off to spend more time with me, he says that I knew what he was doing. So, you knew I was going to be on games. He will video game right when he wakes up and long into the morning hours. I have to set boundaries to not game while the kids are awake and home, but I find him sneaking off to play games on his PC. Or he'll watch gaming videos online, on Twitch, and on YouTube. Am I the problem?
0: America, we're doomed. This is how it all ends. No, she's not the problem. He is one thousand percent. And I will say this: I give uh, video games a bad rap. Like I make like my buddies who still play. I make fun of them all the time. But if if playing video games is your thing, all right, fine. Mine is going down in the basement and playing guitar. I still think that one day one of those '80s metal bands is going to call and invite me. And so I'm just I'm just gearing up for when that call comes. But I can see that it's a way that I blow off steam and learn something new and partridge in a pear tree. But when any activity gets between you and intimacy between you and your wife, and I'm not just talking about sex, I'm talking about closeness, connectivity, her feeling like you're an active member of this home, that the home rests on you. Anytime you are doing something instead of interacting with your kids, it's taking time away from that. Um, and it's not episodic. It's like, it's the way of being. Yes. No, you're not crazy. Your husband is having an affair. He's just cheating on you with video games. And that's probably hard to swallow. But ta-da. What do you think, Kelly?
2: Oh, a hundred percent. Okay. I mean, I've got a kid, you know, a home, a teenager that's a big gamer. And the key there is I have a kid. He's a teenager. <laughs> and we had one of these calls a while back and I, cause I thought, oh my gosh, is my son going to be like this? So I went home and I told him about it and he was like, that's stupid. This is just something I do because I'm a kid. Right. <laughs> right. Even, so I was like, oh, thank goodness. He was like, no, you know, at some point you, it's like he even, he's like, I have to work or I have to go to church or I have to do things. So I can't game all the time. And he Trust me, he, he can figure it out. But, yeah, I mean, the fact that she's having to be his mom, which don't say the gross line you always say about.
0: Nobody wants to sleep uh, with their kids They don't. Ugh.
2: I know, but it's gross. But, but, I mean, it's right because she's having to be his mom. I tell my son, you have to be off games at 6 o'clock. Regardless of what's going on, he's off games at 6 o'clock. I don't want to have to tell my husband that.
0: No, because that's weird.
2: That's weird.
0: And I remember I was talking to uh, at a marriage thing years ago, maybe four or five years ago. And I remember it hit me on stage, and I was like, "You're sitting there on a game, and he or she is sitting there on like a device of some sort, and y'all could absolutely be doing it right now. Evolutionarily, that doesn't make any sense. You could be making out with a real person and instead. You're just like beep- beep pew pew beep pew, 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 get them guys." I'll never, I'll never be able to wrap my head around it. I just, I just can't, I can't get it. But, like in all seriousness, there's something else going on in that marriage that that is the way he escapes the life that he has created for himself, or that she has created, and they need to address that issue because he is choosing to opt out of reality because of these games, um, and they need to put their um, energy towards figuring out what that is. But nope, you're not the problem. Your marriage is. And your husband and his games. Jeez. Put down the video game controllers. The world is spinning around. Love you guys. Don't play video games. (laughs) All right, bye.